Thanks to the coronavirus, this season of Comic-Cons has been largely ruined, but DC decided to create their own virtual fan event instead of making big announcements at San Diego Comic-Con. This DC event was called DC Fandome, and we're going to talk about what went down. I'm Claiborne. And I'm Nikhil. So DC's Fandome, it really gave us a lot, lots of stuff to talk about, several updates, Wonder Woman, Batman, Shazam, Suicide Squad, video games, comics, movies, TV shows. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty packed day. It was, yeah. They did a really good job of kind of replicating that Comic-Con feel to it. Yeah, I thought that it was a good virtual event. I think in particular what I liked was the fandom thing, which, you know, previously the name sounded kind of silly. Um, <laughs> and I wasn't expecting too much. I was like, you know, DC fandom, that's that's weird. But um, the gimmick of the fandom was that they actually created a like 3D CGI um, uh-huh dome like a like a stadium dome uh uh, which actually worked really well because you know it kind of it took away from the normal uh zoom style talking heads that we're used Mm -hmm. to for pretty much everything this these days uh even you know standard talk shows are (laughs) are done that way and so this Uh idea of just having them virtually standing on um you know it's kind of like a hollow deck or something and Mm -hmm. being beamed together into um the fandom uh along with the great artwork that they put uh put up in that uh, I, I liked it. It was a nice touch. Yeah, it was really cool. I liked that they did all this fan outreach. It was pretty. It was pretty nice. Yeah. Were there any downsides that you thought to the whole like production side of it? Um, not really. I mean, it, everything was pre-recorded, but I guess it kind of had to yeah. be when it was so like technically complicated to to pull off. You know, I mentioned in our Comic Con one that it would have been nice to have had more higher produced stuff, kind of like this in a way, mm-hmm. because um, you know, obviously everything even in Comic Con was pre-recorded but it was pre-recorded in the Zoom style. So, you know, if you're going to pre-record, you might as well spend a little time uh, doing something a, a bit cooler than just standing in front of a camera. Right. Um, but on the other hand, I guess, um, you know, there's no reason to not have a live event. I think they could have added, um, you know, a five-minute actual live stream mm-hmm. uh, into it somewhere every now and then, uh, even if it was just a Zoom talking head. Uh, you know, they could still have the the green the green screen background and the cool fandom mm-hmm. CGI. Yeah. Uh, but they did take questions uh, from fans. Of course, I guess those were you know pre-screened from I don't know where. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would have been nice to have some kind of live aspect to it. Yeah, I guess like Comic Con really set the bar very low. So they did a good job yeah. of setting the bar very low. Um, yeah, but... I don't think I don't think that they knocked it out of the park necessarily, but because uh-huh. the bar was set pretty low. They did, I think, you know, raise the bar slightly for what this should be. Yeah. Um, they still did have a lot of Zoom panels, uh, but they had mm-hmm. them stylized nicely with um, like custom borders and everything, and they fit into their kind of uh, the, the nice CGI world in some cases. So yeah. they had, you know, that a nice kind of post-production element to it, which, you know, you'd expect them being DC. They're, they're, they're a movie studio. They should be able to handle that kind of thing. Um, but at the same time, I think there's still a lot more that could be done better. Mm-hmm. So this is sort of like the new minimum bar. Yeah, that's true. And I think like some of the live events would have really put a lot of pressure on them that they didn't mm-hmm. really need to have. Um, so this kind of let them kind of make sure that they had everything right and everything ready to go. Otherwise, it kind of they could have had the uh, the danger of falling into that uh, stereotype of oh, DC kind of messes everything up. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's best best just to not fall flat on your face, and in that regard, yeah. you know, they 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 succeeded. Mm-hmm. Um, was there anything particular? Like, what was your? Would you say would be the biggest news for you personally that came out of it? 
Uh, the trailers. I think the the uh, the Batman uh, trailer. Yeah, uh, the trailer for the movie called The Batman uh, uh, stole the show. That was that was that was incredible. I yeah. Think now that, was that the Batmobile in it that we got to see? I think it was. You know, you know, one of the things I liked about it, it was it was really like dark. Do you remember like uh, like early '90s movies? You know, when special effects weren't that great, a lot of the movies were just really dark and everyone would be be in the dark because they were kind of hiding. yeah it felt it felt like 1980s and even the car uh-huh. i don't I'm, I'm not a car guy so i don't know what it was but it looked like you know like a dodge charger or something like that yeah that literally just had um like a jet engine put on the back mm-hmm. um you know so it, it didn't look like a batmobile because there was no there was nothing bat like about it other mm-hmm. than it being black and like slight bit of curves in the back yeah. from the look of it of course we only had the one shot so who knows maybe that was you know the first in incarnation of the batmobile and maybe he adds more back components to it later or um you know that is what it is uh yeah and maybe you know it's just going that realistic route mm-hmm. one of the missed opportunities i think is that i've heard this so the rumor is that this movie is supposed to be taking place in present day and i kind of wish that they would set it you know in like the 70s so it could so it could be part of um the the joker movies continuity you know, oh yeah, I think that's a big missed opportunity. Yeah, that would have been nice. I, I I feel like DC is gonna drop the ball there anyway. They had a huge yeah. hit with Joker, but I don't see them capitalizing that on any meaningful in any meaningful way. I know we mentioned before that what they should mm-hmm. do is perhaps create a whole alternate um, universe there that's like the R-rated superhero universe mm-hmm. and do that more dark and whatever they want to do violent, uh, and then they can still keep the um, more family friendly universe mm-hmm. alive as well. And yeah. I, I do think this the Batman would have been a good opportunity for that. Right. I, I heard a rumor that they're they're making like a sequel to the, to um, the Joker and also uh, a couple other movies that are set in that world, but they're not uh, Batman movies. They're going to be like a Two Face movie and yeah. uh, like Penguin or Riddler. Or yeah. Some, Just you know, go other through villains. go through all of the enemies and yeah. and give them their own take on joker yeah yeah that's fine i mean at least they're doing something but i think they could have started something much better and bigger there that probably would have been successful um were there any other uh, big any other trailers that you particularly liked um so the other big news that kind of leaked earlier in the week was that uh ben affleck is returning yeah uh and he's coming back in the flash movie yeah it sounds like everyone's returning yeah hopefully val kilmer too but i didn't hear anything about him <laughs> oh that's right i wouldn't be surprised if you got a small cameo i don't know that he could play batman um looking like he looks now but uh um, hasn't he put on you know, a lot of him, weight yeah i think so he he's you know he's getting up there in age but um i think yeah he could have just just give him give him some role and give him a you know, he'll let him be a bus driver or something and go by and yeah. have a nice cameo. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they'll, they'll uh, take care of him somehow. Yeah, as long as they don't put George Clooney in it. Um, that would be an <laughs> insult if they got George Clooney but left out Val Kilmer. Uh-huh. They might. They might. Depends how popular this thing gets. So I can't not mention Shazam. Did you see the Shazam panel? I actually missed that one, so you got to fill me in. Uh, so this was, this was amazing all around. So first off, they did do the Zoom style where they had um, uh, the cast... Uh, from mm-hmm. Shazam as like talking heads there but the border around it they had it labeled as Shazoom <laughs> so, okay, that's pretty so funny. already just right off the bat because of that pun it's just amazing but the more important news I think is that we totally called it with Sinbad he came into the Zoom call for Shazam on the, no on the panel uh-huh. there and he announced that he's going to have a significant role in the sequel wow really yeah so 
I mean, we, we talked about this in our Shazam episode that, you know, people think that uh, Sinbad was in a movie called Shazam playing a genie mm-hmm. and that because of that, he should actually play a genie in the Shazam sequel. Yes, that's what we said. Yeah. Now it looks like that could be a possible reality. No of course, um, he didn't specifically say, you know, what his role in the uh-huh. movie is going to be. Um you know, is it going to be a genie or not? We don't. We don't know. And the other side of it is, it, it it's there's a pretty good chance it could have all just been a joke, just for the panel. I don't think so. You think so? I think I think Warner Brothers is watching this uh, podcast and you know making <laughs> yeah. their decisions based on our conversations. Yeah, and they they clearly have time travel technology because you know we we made that I think in like early August, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure the sequel's already been in production, so they had to get on that pretty quick. Uh-huh. Yeah, so now I, I guess we'll have to wait for, you know, more and more information there and an update to see if this Sinbad thing is a reality or not. Because, you know, they, they played it as kind of a joke in the panel. You know, he mentioned the history there with people thinking he was already in a movie called Shazam. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he did say that he's going to have a significant role in the movie. And it's hard to tell if he was he was joking purely or, or if, you know, his role in it itself is real, but also you know, tongue in cheek. So are people going to get upset now? Oh, I've already seen this movie and just skip it. <laughs> yeah, probably so. Yeah, they're going to be like, oh, Sinbad's in this. I've seen this one. <laughs> yeah, and of course, I guess the, the name is going to be Fury of the Gods. That was the big, yes, another big that. reveal there. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that one. The Shazam uh, movie will be cool, mm-hmm. uh, whether it has Sinbad or not, but let's uh, have our fingers crossed that Sinbad's in it. Yeah. Do they have a release date on that yet? I, I didn't hear. Okay. I don't imagine anything has release dates yet. Well, I mean, some of them do, but they're just like flexible. You know, like the Batman's supposed to come out in October of next year. Yeah, the the ones that we had heard, like every every time every time they mentioned uh, a release date on the panels uh, or the the things that they were doing, they they'd always like add hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll see. They they have a plan. For, oh, that's that was right. The um on the Batman trailer, I think the end of it mm-hmm. had the release date as like twenty twenty one with a question mm-hmm. mark, which. You know, obviously, is an allusion to the Riddler, right? But right, also, right. <laughs> a question mark because uh, we don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Uh-huh. So, do you know who that villain was that you know they were showing in the trailer? Was that the Riddler or was that someone else? Uh, I don't remember if they sh- uh, showed the actual villain, but they showed the um, the riddles in the envelopes. Right. Um, so yes. the Riddler's going to be the villain. Mm-hmm. I don't. Oh, they showed they showed Catwoman uh, yeah, a few did. times. Yeah. Although yeah. I don't know, I don't know if it's fair to call her a villain. I guess, but she's kind of a villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I the, the so. other, the main villain, I guess, I, is going to be um, the Riddler, played by Paul Dano of um, uh, a lot of things, but I know him best from There Will Be Blood. Oh, okay. He's a he's a very weird, creepy looking kid. Mm-hmm. I guess he's not a kid anymore. He probably grew up in the last ten years or so. But um, uh-huh. but now he's uh, he's going to be the Riddler apparently, which I think is probably a good a good fit. He definitely has that uh, down in terms of playing kind of mm-hmm. psych- psychopaths. The one thing I liked about it, and this kind of ties back into our um, podcast from last week, was that it was very comic book accurate, which is kind of which kind of goes back to our conversation last week, where it's like if no one's read any of the the source material, that means nothing to them. But yeah, the uh, it was very very comic book accurate. Yeah, and I, I don't really know the the source material all that much, mm-hmm. but I did hear in the panel the guy was talking about how. They are going back to how Batman is a great detective, and mm-hmm. that's like the main thing about it. Which I guess is true that you, you, it was called Detective Comics, so that's probably makes sense. But um, it is true in the movies; you you never really see too much detective work from Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mostly it's about the gadgets, and he's good at like fighting and using gadgets. 
yeah. and there's a little bit of um, detective work, but even then it's kind of reliant on on the gadgets more or less, like when uh, Bale's Batman uses the sonar oh, yeah. uh, stuff to find things. Uh, and then Val Kilmer, of course, just uh, properly figuring out the riddles, which I wouldn't really say is a detective work because the riddles <laughs> were sent to him to figure out. So uh, uh-huh. to me, a detective is more like Sherlock Holmes. You know, you go and you find the clues yourself, mm-hmm. not uh, have them mailed to you as part of a, a joke. Yeah. Well, Christian Bale did get a fingerprint off of a, off of a, uh, a bullet, you know, a busted okay. bullet. Yeah. So that's, that's straight from the, the source material there. <laughs> yeah. I forgot no. about that. He recreated the bullet. <laughs> that's a, that's straight from a certain part of someone's anatomy. <laughs> what about any of the, um, suicide squad stuff? Like I, I'm surprised mm-hmm. that's even still a thing because of just how terrible Suicide Squad was originally. Yeah, but me too. I guess Harley Quinn was very popular, and so they're really milking that mm-hmm. property, spinning her off into her own uh, thing, and now there's apparently a Suicide Squad video game mm-hmm. that's coming up, yeah. which uh, had a nice trailer. Uh, I I never really got too much into the these video games, like uh, Arkham Asylum and the, like the, the DC video games much. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know if I would actually play it. It's probably not, not my kind of thing. But the opening trailer was 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 pretty cool. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw it. It was really cool. Uh, same thing here. I'm not really big into video games. The only thing I can say is that they have had um, a pretty heavy influence on the way characters are portrayed in other media, like the the Batman. Um, Asi- um, what's it called? Assault on Arkham or something like that. That video game uh, was um, very influential in the design for like Batman v Superman and Justice League and yeah. and even. The Batman, and so that they've had you know influences going up, coming out of those, so they are very popular. Yeah, they then they seem pretty pretty huge. Um, you know, I certainly see a lot of talk about these games online. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just not that much of a gamer. Or uh, the, the games I do play though are you know strictly like Minecraft that takes all my time basically. So mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of time to to play other other games, but they look cool. Like I've seen the the Batman Arkham one, and I've seen um, uh, screenshots of the the PS for uh spider-man mm-hmm. which looks pretty cool too it's like grand theft auto for spider-man but um yeah just I, I just don't really have time to play it and i also don't have a playstation so can't play that one anyway <laughs> that, that doesn't help <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and I'm, I'm not gonna buy a playstation just for for spider-man uh-huh. yeah maybe um bizarro superman but not spider-man oh okay what did you think of the uh uh snyder cut trailer did you see that one I didn't watch it, but you, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not interested. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I mean, I'll watch it when it comes out, but, yeah. or, but I don't like Zack Snyder's take uh-huh. on any of this because, because he doesn't understand Superman. Like, there's okay. no point in Superman if he's going to be, uh, you know, sad, depressed, and not uh, someone who believes in in humanity. Mm-hmm. He doesn't stand for hope, justice, the American way, all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just it just doesn't work, and I, I don't think that you know obviously there's studio uh, involvement there, and there's a lot of stuff that made those movies not work. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that giving it all to Zack Snyder would have fixed it. In fact, I think this is just going to double down on a lot of the things that didn't work about it to begin with. Yeah, you know it's, it's funny. Like I'm I'm actually like very excited about the Snyder cut, but mm-hmm. I did not like Man of Steel. I did not like Batman versus Superman. Yeah, I still need to see the director's cut, which I hear is better. But I am very excited about the Snyder cut, and I think it's like just the level of like fan excitement and just the way that like this whole thing has really 
change the whole model of filmmaking and fan engagement and yeah um, like the studio's ability to respond to to something it's just so groundbreaking that i find the whole thing yeah super it's more fascinating. it's more of a historical interest mm-hmm. yeah and from from that perspective i can see because like I, I am going to watch it i don't expect to like it though um but hopefully you know it, it does make mm-hmm. some sense and uh but ultimately like this i don't think that the snyder vision uh is what i want for for dc characters yeah um it's really interesting i feel like part of the reason that like dc even does things like this is to get fan input like do you remember um the whole thing with the sonic the hedgehog uh that movie the the trailer came out and he looked really weird and everyone hated it and like the internet went nuts and so then they changed it uh everyone liked the new design they put out the movie and it and it did really well so i kind of feel like they want feedback from fans they want you know fan engagement to a certain extent yeah but i don't know this isn't this isn't a superficial element though like the 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 snyder issue isn't just like you know he he made he picked the costume you know and that's part Mm -hmm. of it the costume for superman is also wrong um you know it doesn't have his bright colors but that's not the only thing so like if you released a poster and you had the wrong you know you had superman in his his dark costume people could say, wait a minute, this isn't Superman. He's supposed to look, you know, happier and brighter. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, then you think, okay, well, let's, let's you know, change the costume. That's fine. But the plot and all the writing and the personality and, and everything about the movie is really, is really wrong in that sense. So um, I don't really know. Like, it's, I think, I, I think that the only reason they're really doing this is um, HBO Max. They just know that they have a hardcore group of fans to mm-hmm. reach out and they'll subscribe to the thing and that's the way subscription works is that you know you can have the most popular thing in the world like netflix has all these adam sandler movies that mm-hmm. nobody likes but everybody watches <laughs> you know they have always have a zero percent uh-huh. on rotten tomatoes yet the numbers are always that everyone watches them oh, and yeah. so everyone watches them sure but nobody is paying money to netflix because they want to watch the Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. You know, instead they're paying for their their favorite niche shows. Right. And so this is one of those is that HBO Max is going to bring in all those hardcore hardcore mm-hmm. uh, Snyder fans. Yeah. They're going to come and they're going to pay for that. And then in the meantime, they'll have other content that'll bring other people in as well. Right. Right. And I think it will. I think this is going to be like the crown jewel for for HBO Max and I also predict that by the time the Snyder comes the Snyder cut comes out they're going to rebrand HBO Max. I think they're going to call it like Warner Warner Max or or something else because uh, the numbers for for HBO Max so far um are really bad. Yeah, it is kind of bad for them the bad branding because obviously they had a lot of um strength in the brand in terms of HBO already as a streaming mm-hmm. service and a paid yeah. service, paid cable channel. So right. the idea of just like converting your HBO subscription into an online one mm-hmm. makes sense. But Warner has so much more content beyond HBO and the name mm-hmm. doesn't really communicate that when you think right. like why why are, why is DC stuff on HBO? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Why mm-hmm. are these movies coming out on HBO instead of it should just be Game of Thrones and Watchmen and these things, you know? And so as it... Um, as it grows, I guess I, I do. I do think that them changing the brand uh, probably would make sense, unless they really want to focus on the HBO thing instead and, and take the angle as uh, kind of rebranding HBO as more than just a premium subs- uh, subscription channel, but instead HBO is is like a Netflix. Right. 
I, I think they may have wanted to do that, but I think it, it's kind of failed. They got 4 million subscribers at launch, which um, which is not good. If you think about, by comparison, uh, Disney Plus already has 60 million subscribers within six months. So um, it's very, it's it's not good. They're going to need a lot more than um, Snyder's Justice League, I think, to, to compete. Yeah, but I think that's going to drive a lot of business. Like even for me, that's when I'm going to sign up and i think there's a lot of appreciation there too so i think the people are going to pay and sign up they're not just gonna like pirate it online they're gonna they're actually going to go through the appropriate channels out of like an appreciation for actually being listened to yeah i think there is going to be a big element of like vindication for a lot of Mm -hmm. fans yeah um but again they're they're still just a minority so they're gonna need uh warner's gonna need a lot more people to sign on to this service and I, I don't know if they have a lot a lot of content outside of the DC stuff that will drive a lot of that just because everything else is fairly formulaic movies for them yeah. and TV shows even though HBO makes great content well I heard they're gonna make a um, a movie uh, sorry a series based off of the, the Batman like the new Matt Reeves movie uh, so it's gonna be focusing around uh, uh, like the Gotham police and it's gonna take place prior to that 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 movie yeah that that sounds interesting too um i think that'll be a fun uh period of batman to explore as well Mm -hmm. Uh, i guess they also have teen titans whatever those are oh you know much about teen titans that's apparently pretty popular right so that's a there's a series on the uh, dc universe which is another streaming service that's gonna go away or probably gonna Mm -hmm. get folded into uh, hbo max um so I have I've never seen it. Yeah, I remember tr- commercials for it, um, yeah. like on Cartoon Network or, or something. And it was, I remember it being a cartoon, and they had these like um, teenage versions of a lot of superheroes, led by like Robin or something. Um, oh, okay. And then so, now, like the panel that I saw was like it's like a live action kind of show that they're doing. Right. Yeah. So there's there's two. The one I was just talking about is the live action show, and I think it's just mm-hmm. called Titans. And then you're right. There's there's the animated series that's very much like targeted towards kids yeah i guess one of these days we should just do an episode all about teen titans because that's something that i i don't know anything about i like why are they teens i don't i don't understand <laughs> and then like is I, that superman like is superman one no. of them or is it like a separate version of a person who's also from krypton but a teenager yeah i think it's um a show like geared towards kids and it's like you know everyone who's you know young is in this uh in this program yeah but that's what i guess didn't make sense is like why is superman here he's not young and other some other characters too where it's like they've just basically made like little versions of mm-hmm. other superheroes um, yeah. which i assume are just um some kind of spin-off character or something uh and then in this thing whatever they were showing the the trailer for it there's apparently the teenage superman has a super dog oh of course <laughs> which is funny because why not um he like there's a dog in the scene and he like um shoots laser eyes at the uh, burglar or whoever it is breaking mm-hmm. in. And so I, I don't I don't understand that. I guess the dog is also from Krypton, maybe. And then, so that means it can fly and shoot lasers out of its eyes, which seems really dangerous because, you know, it's it's a dog. Like, yeah. you know, dogs, they don't have the greatest morals. They just, you know, want to eat and hump things, I guess. So <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a marketing that, play. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's just a, it's it's popular, I guess. I think I saw on Twitter, like people, I, the, whatever the dog's name is, I, I thought I, I saw people like uh, happy about it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't know. This Teen Titans thing is probably pretty popular as well and probably bring in 
a lot of you know viewers that's just maybe not our not our demographic right yeah oh yeah yeah i was cleaning the chimney we have no chimney i guess now is a good time for a quick ad break or it would be if we had any advertisers we do have a patreon though you want to tell the listeners about that sure so it's patreon.com slash w-u-t-r pronounced water exactly but it's spelled w-u-t-r water anyway people who like our show they can go to patreon and support the show if you donate three dollars a month you'll get a call out in our end credits and for ten dollars a month you'll get the credits call out and access to our monthly q a live streams very cool and with that support we can hopefully make the podcast a lot better the audience has been growing so we really need to upgrade to some professional equipment and hire a professional editor yeah definitely I guess that's it for the ad for now. Please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash water. W-U-T-R. And support the show if you enjoy listening each week. Now let's get back to whatever we were talking about. Say the magic words, fat Gandalf. Yeah, I think for me, the things I'm most excited about is going to be Wonder Woman and yeah, uh, that's, Shazam. That's like those funny. two are probably okay. the top ones. I didn't hear anything about Aquaman. I did see there was an Aquaman-related panel, but I missed it. Yeah. Um, are there any Aquaman-related updates, or is it just them kind of hanging out? Yeah, nothing big, because um, that movie's still a ways away. I think that's coming out in at the end of 2022, so it's it's still a, still a ways away. Yeah, end of 2022, question yeah. mark? Yeah, question mark. Yeah, Aqua Riddler. <laughs> the other question mark is, do you think Wonder Woman's actually going to come out in a month and a half in theaters? Yeah. What, did, what movie did you say was going to be the one that you went to watch uh, as Black soon as Widow. it's out? Black Widow? Okay, so you'll return to theaters when Black Widow's out. Yeah, that's the plan. I guess Tenet is out, right? It's coming out in two weeks on the 3rd or the 4th. I thought it was already out. Is it out in other markets? or? No, I think theaters are still closed. All right. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not planning on watching. I, did you see the trailer? They, they put out a new trailer no. for that. No, I, I, don't, I don't watch. I try not to watch trailers anyway, which is also... Um, why I don't really care for these kind of events because like I like the panel aspect of it it's fun to hear the actors talk particularly if it's something that um, you know they're talking about things that are in the past Mm -hmm. but I don't like whenever they're teasing future stuff because I'm already a fan like I'm already going to watch it even Justice League Snyder's Justice League I'm not even a fan of that but I'm going to watch it when it comes out Mm -hmm. so I don't need to be teased on it I don't need to be shown trailers same with the batman like i I would rather be surprised in the theater to see uh everything versus you know seeing the actual trailer okay and so i wish these kind of events obviously they need these big updates and reveals because that's what drives the uh the press and uh, a lot of the 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 fan uh, Uh engagement there and sharing and all of that but i would i would prefer if it was just uh you know them talking about the process and if they had fun or not and just kind of hanging out as as people uh, and maybe talking about some of the past work that they did, rather than just you know here's here's what's coming up, because mm-hmm. I like to I like to be surprised. Oh okay, I yeah I, I remember like you and I have seen movies together, and and whenever like a Star Wars trailer comes out, you're like closing your eyes and yeah. trying to not <laughs> yeah <laughs> trying to avoid yeah because <laughs> because uh, you know how cool how cool would it be to go to Shazam two and you're sitting uh-huh. there in the theater and then halfway through Sinbad shows up as a genie. Oh yeah. And you you, no you, you know that night just came out of nowhere and if not ex- uh-huh. to not expect that now of course you know we we, we know that's going to happen going into this. Yeah. That's uh, true. So it kind of kills the moment. Yeah, kind of. Um, so true. yeah, I, I like I like not having 
uh, not viewing any trailers really if I can avoid it. But um, I figure for this stuff, like who cares? You know, it's it's kind of popcorn movies at the mm-hmm. end of the day, so so it's fine. But uh, but yeah, I try I try not to to especially if there's going to be something that's supposed to be like a big secret or reveal, like with Star Wars. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did eventually learn that um, Palpatine would be back, but I would have oh, rather really? just not have oh, known. Man. That was kind of a big uh, big surprise. I didn't know yeah. that going in. Well, and I I only knew it because like of headlines and stuff. Like you see people talking oh, about man. it, and it's just like why why who cares? Just don't don't say anything. Let it be a surprise. I don't understand yeah. the need to to say like everyone's about to watch the movie. You're gonna <laughs> see the movie in a couple weeks. Why do you need to go on Twitter and say what you kind of heard about the movie? Of course, right. going in, I was I wasn't sure it was certain. I think I had heard that it was a rumor or something. Oh, but also, okay. just knowing Disney and everything, I felt like well, it's probably pretty likely. <laughs> uh, just like with uh, the new Jurassic Park that's coming out, uh-huh. we'll apparently have um, Sam Neill back as well. Okay. And so yeah, you know whatever. I guess they also told us um, Jeff Goldblum was going to be in it, and he was sort of barely in it. <laughs> if you remember, he like basically just was a narration. Oh um, yeah, talking to a congressional panel or something at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. and that that was it. So you know you can't really trust it even whenever these characters are showing up again. I want to see Jeff Goldblum in the next Thor movie though. He should come back for that, or or in Guardians or something. Do you think he managed to? Um, reposition himself as the ruler of the slave rebellion uh definitely yes so he's he's back to ruling that uh-huh. planet with this time yes, yes uh he's the ruler of the slaves uh-huh. and not slaves prisoners with jobs <laughs> oh yeah prisoners <laughs> with jobs yeah <laughs> do you get that reference <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah that, that, that was a great movie so i'm, I'm looking forward to that uh-huh. sequel but again i like i don't need to know anything about it ahead of time i'll, I'll uh-huh. watch it when it comes out you don't have to have a big um virtual yeah comic-con thing to to convince me to go um so that's the other thing i don't don't really understand i guess you know it uses the fans Mm -hmm. to create hype and then that hype bleeds into the mainstream exactly but um the fans are going to go watch this stuff anyway so it's weird that there's so much effort put marketing to fans when we're going to watch it anyway just uh you know it's just it's basically just kind of like a uh, a sneaky way to get mainstream the mainstream audience aware mm-hmm. of it and talking about it and thinking that it's cool because these crazy fans won't shut up about it. I, I'm, a, I'm always a big fan of the first trailer. Like, I, I want to know what, like, the tone is. I think that's kind of the thing that I really want to get out of a, a trailer. So, like, with the um, like the, the new trailer for the, the Batman, like, that really said, that, that's a brand new, you know, a brand new universe, like, a brand new series. So, um, being able to, like, see kind of what the tone is kind of the direction they're headed in kind of um what the the look and feel of it is that that's something that i want to to see but i i agree with you sometimes you know the second and third trailer they give away too much and then you're sitting there you're sitting there in the movie and you're waiting for a scene that you've seen in the trailer and that kind of ruins the experience a little bit because you want to know it's you know something's coming. You know when it's coming. You're like, oh, uh-huh. this is that twist, or this is whenever he enters into the scene. Exactly. Yeah, I, I don't like that. But I do think that you know, had I seen the trailer to mm-hmm. Man of Steel uh, or Batman v Superman, I wouldn't have wanted to go watch them, um, just because like I I knew that the tone, I would know that the tone was off by oh. the trailers. Okay. Um. So if if you don't show me the trailer, then yeah, I end up going and watching a movie that I probably don't like Mm -hmm. but that's fine too just because um sometimes you know trailers can be misleading and and you don't know anyway a movie could be great and have a terrible trailer 
uh, or it's like um, Downsizing, for instance. It's not a it's not a, a superhero movie, but that movie Downsizing with um, um, Mark Wahlberg or Matt Damon, one of them. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. Uh, what you're the the trailer plays it off as like a, a funny, ha ha, honey, sh- honey, I shrunk the kids kind of thing. Like, um, you know, it's oh, hilarious. He's a little person now and he's in this little world and he's just having all these fun hijinks as a, as a small person, you know, chasing down a giant uh, cucumber or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you go into the movie thinking, okay, this is just a, a nice, easy, fun movie. Nothing to think about. Mm-hmm. And in reality, that, it was a movie that was about like socioeconomics and slave trades and <laughs> like the, 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 it was about people who, you know, they, they're forced to shrink themselves out of financial obligation, basically. Oh, they can't afford to live a life to support themselves as normal-sized uh-huh. humans. So they shrink themselves so that their, um, you know, their financial impact will be lesser. Mm-hmm. And then uh, third world countries are doing this to people and having them work in like inside televisions and like electronics as like slaves, basically. Um, to put them together and screw in components and all of this mm-hmm. and so there's just like this whole plot of um, Mark Wahlberg or Matt Damon whichever one it was um, saving all of these uh, uh, trafficked uh, s- slaves basically you know workers third world workers and <laughs> you would never have guessed that from from the way that the movie was marketed and I think it still ended up being a good movie like I enjoyed it but I think it was pretty pretty much like critically panned but I think a lot of it was because of the the expectation like you go into the movie thinking Mm -hmm. it's going to be fun and even the start of it is kind of fun it has Jason Sudeikis and I think Kristen Wiig Um, so it's like plays it up at the beginning is like oh this is going to be fun and and hilarious and then it's not any of that Um, Mm -hmm. and so yeah yeah it is it is kind of like having the the rug pulled out from under you yeah I think that might be a fault of like bad bad marketing more than yeah. marketing itself. Like I don't. Oh, think it's that... always the fault of marketing. Marketing is just always a problem. There's never <laughs> good marketing. No, no. What I mean is that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. What I mean, what I mean is, as someone who works in marketing, uh, what I mean is that uh, I don't think it was accurately portrayed. Versus, um, yeah, there shouldn't have been any portrayal. I think that if it was accurately portrayed, you probably would have. Enjoy yeah, but more. you know, marketing though is is inherently dishonest. Like it's not there to portray something as accurate. It's there to portray something as enticing. Otherwise, you know, you'd have subway ads that would say, "This is a sandwich. It's five dollars." Instead, they like you know try to play up the angle of this is healthy and fresh, and that's that's what mm-hmm. marketing is always going to do. And they do the same with movies, which means a lot of times, you know, you get a movie, they do the focus group or whatever, and they realize like. Uh, I don't know if people are going to like this movie or this movie, there's not really an audience for it. And they try to make it seem like something it's not just in order to get mm-hmm. the ticket sales. Um, yeah, sometimes. But then sometimes the focus groups are kind of like what we saw at DC Fandom yesterday was um, that was kind of like a giant focus group. It's like, hey, look at kind of the direction that we're going in, like as we're midway through production or about to start production and give us your feedback now. That's what I kind of got the feeling that yesterday was. It kind of felt like a yeah. giant focus group. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think, I don't see them really um, reacting to fan engagement. I think you're uh, overestimating the Snyder Cut here um, <laughs> because I don't think that the Snyder Cut was them finally like caving to fans and, and saying, oh, you're, you're right. We, we should do this the right way. Uh-huh. Instead, I think it was, hey, these, these rubes over here will subscribe to anything if we put Snyder's name on it. Oh. <laughs> and we need subscribers for our new streaming service. <laughs> so 
you know, they're not they're not doing it out of any kind of respect for the fans. And in fact, I think the opposite is true that they're they're literally just taking advantage of these fans because they know that they're gonna um, you know buy the product ultimately. They're like, there's a, clearly a market for this. Let's make the thing, and it'll be you know make a lot of news and get us a lot of engagement and subscribers. Well, I also think part of it is that like the the um, the fandom was kind of split. Not fandom, fandom was kind of split. Like half of the people really liked Zack Snyder's vision. Half of the people really liked um, like Wonder Woman, Aquaman, the lighter tone and the kind of direction that the studio was moving in. And they kind yeah, of saw But when that, you say split, though, like it's not a 50-50 split here. It, it's, it's not a 50-50 like split. Like 10% is, of people who liked the Snyder cut versus pretty much everyone liking Aquaman and uh, Wonder Woman. Certainly Wonder Woman. I think that was their highest rated film. Yeah. In, in terms of in terms of dollars, yes, but um, not in terms of like fan engagement or people who are talking about the movie. So like you, it's it's hard for someone to like really be vocally loud. Oh, I like Aquaman and like this new kind of direction they're moving in without getting pushback on the internet from people who like you know the darker tone and the the Snyder kind of vision. Mm-hmm. So I think the Snyder cut really like appeases them and kind of brings them on board to to the direction that the studio <laughs> it'll wants at least to like go um in. stop the internal war so they're like exactly. you have your thing now shut up and stop attacking our movie goers <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. i think that's that's what it is yeah so do you think um obviously this was uh mostly predicated on the coronavirus outbreak um but it is kind of created like something a bit new do you think that this might stay a norm uh moving forward regardless of uh you know, infectious diseases or not. Oh, the and fandom. People doing mm-hmm. their own kind of, well, e- even if it's not DC, but like Marvel, mm-hmm. um, would they prefer moving forward to do basically live events um, in person, which obviously is a huge expense probably compared to something like this. Uh, but the fandom, I, it seemed successful. Uh, there was a lot of engagement online. People seem a lot of press articles, a lot more mm-hmm. than, for instance, coming out of San Diego Comic-Con which um, you know is, is probably just due to the fact that there was a lot more to announce given that they were themselves a studio. And so when you didn't have a lot of announcements coming out of Comic-Con, there wasn't much to write about. But um, the, the fandom was, I think, pretty successful. It got a lot of people talking, probably, probably a lot of engagement. I don't know about merchandise sales and all of that. Um, we'll have to wait and see, I guess. But if it was successful, if they view this as um, you know, a good thing, do you think that next year they do it again and it would be virtual or do you think that they would do it again but live that's a really good question i think it, oh man that's a really good question i don't know they might do both because the thing is like what they did yesterday really allowed anyone and everyone to kind of participate you didn't have to be in a certain part of the country um mm-hmm. so they got a wider audience yesterday participating and you know giving feedback and, and having a voice yesterday compared to comic-con and dc did spend a lot of money in in building up this infrastructure so i would be surprised if it was a one and done yeah because you know they spent a lot of money on it once you have it built though the infrastructure you can kind of um yeah you can use it again pretty easily Mm -hmm. um as opposed to a live event which would cost quite a bit to put on uh i kind of feel a combination would work well where I, like I said, this one needed some live panels of some mm-hmm. sort. It doesn't oh, have right. to be for the full day, the full eight hours or however much. Mm-hmm. But if they did uh, basically do the same thing that they did now for six hours and mm-hmm. then have that culminate in like a two-hour live stream of, of like two or three different um, 
headliner mm -hmm. panels, basically. Even if, if you did it in a live area and sold tickets to uh, an auditorium or something, mm -hmm. uh, then that could be really cool because then you'd have people who are paying to be there at this exclusive event, but mm -hmm. at the same time, it's streamed for free around the world. So you get that that full worldwide worldwide reach out of it. Yeah, yeah. You, know, I think you're right. I think there'll be some sort of combination there too, and I think that like the studios have kind of wanted to do their own thing. Like Marvel successfully did it in I think 2014 or 2015 when they announced their uh, Phase Three slate. Like they had kind of their own convention. Disney has their own D23 convention. So like I think they kind of want to move away from from being reliant on someone else and that someone else unfortunately for comic-con is comic-con um and i think they kind of want to own the message a little bit more and when they go to comic-con they have to compete with everyone else right so they're competing for headlines whereas yesterday dc owned the weekend yeah even though it was funny when i checked on twitter uh one of the trending top topics was marvel oh was it for, for what <laughs> yeah and i don't i don't even know like i couldn't really understand why mm -hmm. uh, Marvel was trending. Mm -hmm. At first when I saw it, I thought, oh, this is funny. Did Marvel like make an update just to like throw off <laughs> yeah. fandom, you yeah. know, like make some a big announcement. Uh -huh. But I think all that happened was maybe in regards to fandom, like some conversation started up separately that possibly led into, you know, Marvel related stuff. Okay. And so just randomly people happened to be talking about, you know, Marvel, Marvel stuff going on. So, um, yeah, it was mostly everything else, though. All the trending topics was, like, especially Batman. There's mm -hmm. a lot of Justice League and Batman and occasionally, like, some Wonder Woman stuff. But Batman really, I think, dominated the night. Because that's actually one of the things that I was actually most excited about, uh, ironically, is when they announced um, both, uh, not Val Kilmer, what's his name, um, Ben Affleck, and when, um, what's his name, the original Batman. Why am I blanking? Adam West or? No, no, no. 89 Batman. Uh, Michael Keaton. Yeah. So when they announced Michael Keaton and um, Ben Affleck are both coming back for the, the Flash movie uh, that's supposed mm. to come out in summer 2022. And which one is playing the Flash? Um, Ezra Miller. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, so Michael Keaton, <laughs> uh, Ben Affleck. Okay, none, so none so they're, they're both playing different versions of Batman in the same movie. So you know Marvel's going to want to compete with that. And hopefully, 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 hopefully bring back Tobey Maguire and um, yeah, Edward Garfield and Tom Holland in the same movie. Uh -huh. In Doctor Strange in, too. In, to, in the Spider-Verse. In, yeah, and most likely it'll be in um, Doctor Strange too. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that would be we, funny. Yeah, which is already directed by Sam Raimi. That's yeah. probably the uh, the movie I'm most excited about out of everything. I guess they could bring uh, Ryan Reynolds in as Deadpool as well, right? The old version. <laughs> you know, that's not a bad idea. I wonder if they would bring both. They could bring like the new version and the old version into it. What do you mean the uh, new version? The new version of Deadpool as he is in the Deadpool movies currently. And then the old version is what he was in Wolverine. Oh, remember? oh I see. Yeah, they yeah, could do that. They could, they could bring them both in. And I think that would be funny yeah. to see um, Ryan Reynolds side by side with himself. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty funny. Yeah. So does Marvel have any plans to do something similar to this? Probably. Probably. But see, this is, it's all speculation at this point. But I would think so. Because um, so back when back when Warner Brothers announced they were going to do Batman versus Superman. That's when Marvel said, oh, hang on. We're going to do Civil War. And then Civil War ended up being, in my opinion, one of the best movies in, in the whole MCU, so mm -hmm. you know we have Batman v Superman to thank for that. So Mar Marvel is has a yeah, so they have like a history of let's just copy DC but do it good. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
anything you can do, I can do better. <laughs> I think overall it was a pretty enjoyable um, experience and it probably worked out pretty well for them. I kind of hope that we see it again next year, even though you know it's not really my thing to get a lot of these updates, um, but it's it seems successful and a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. it could be nice to have like a live component to it, I think. Yeah, I think so too. And apparently in September, they're still going to do something else again, some kind of follow-up. Oh, yeah, they are. Um, I think they got too many signups, so they're going to do another day of this in September. I'm a little confused as to the details, but... um, Yeah, it seems like that might be, I don't know, kind of a letdown because it's probably just going to be stuff people forget about and don't pay attention to. Because, like, this was the big stuff, and they they already said it, and now everyone's going to forget that something else is coming along. But I guess we'll see. We'll see how it goes, and... um, if it's worthwhile, I guess we'll we'll mention it on our on our podcast, and if not, maybe we'll just uh, tweet about it or something. When where where can they find us on Twitter? Um, Twitter.com slash water podcast. <laughs> water. Yeah, water. W a t e r. No, no water. Jersey? Water, water, not water. Oh. <laughs> water. <laughs> As in, what are you doing? Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, W u t r water. Nice. I'll, I'll looking forward to the tweets. <laughs> yeah, we live tweeted a bit about the fandom. Um, mostly, the, of course, my my favorite piece was the Sinbad genie. Um, oh yeah. I feel like in the way that Zack Snyder fans are vindicated for the uh, release of the Snyder cut, mm-hmm. uh, that's how I feel with this um, Sinbad in Shazam too. Oh, awesome! Because like you know, we put out that call uh, yeah. earlier in this month. We said, uh-huh. "Gotta make it happen," and I guess DC's listening because. Uh, I guess they do listen to the fans after all because they mm-hmm. uh especially the cool fans like us hey it's the end of the episode be sure to subscribe on apple spotify or whatever you listen to podcasts on you can also find us on twitter and facebook at wutr podcast if you like the show and want to support it check out our patreon at patreon.com wutr thanks for listening tune in next week for more superhero stuff